months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. Welcome to the 24 Faithful Podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers. I am your host, joined by uh, Mark Sievercrop. And Hello. again, we have some missing crew members again. And so Bradley oh, Bradley uh, went missing. He, he was able to send in some notes that we'll be able to share. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess Joel must have gone after him this time. And so I, I had the... I mean, I couldn't go back and get it myself, so I had to make that decision because uh, the threat of mutiny right. on the podcast last week, and so <laughs> I had to come back to make sure that things were as they should be. We were just, but we were just apparently lost two members in the process. <laughs> we were getting hurt. Yeah, I don't know. Joel either went to find Bradley or like made good on his threat. Maybe, <laughs> or he just didn't like. The but fact anyway, that Tony Almeida is just a gun for hire. Yeah, and so well, there's a little bit more of Tony this this week yes, than there was there was before. I like the uh, interaction with him and uh, Eric. That was very Tony esque. Mm-hmm. That was good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, like so anyway, so so we are talking about um, Twenty Four Legacy season one episode number eleven. By the way, before we get too far into yes discussing, before letting it people. Is- it is no season way. finale Eve. Yes. Is that, a, is that a thing? It is now. It is now. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I mean, a lot, I mean, there, you know, we were talking beforehand and you were mentioning that you were overall underwhelmed by the series so yeah. far. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, I've gone from just being whelmed to underwhelmed, I think, <laughs> unfortunately. And, and, you know, Josh, we were talking about this beforehand. Like it pains me to say that. Like, yeah, I am a 24 fan. I love 24, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Like when I, when I saw the preview for next, the finale, like I really felt like it was, eh. you know what I mean? It's like, well, I, I don't know if I saw I the saw official one. On. I saw the one but, online for 20, that 24 I, legacy posted on their YouTube channel. That's what I saw. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just did a YouTube search and the one I saw was basically just kind of, just kind of recapped things leading up to this it didn't seem to preview a whole lot so i i guess i must have watched the wrong one or something and so yeah because i mean it didn't really reveal anything it just kind of set up where they are and it's like okay well that didn't really show me anything thanks for that (laughs) but yeah so um yeah you mentioned last week that we're kind of getting sparse on trivia so we're gonna go ahead and bypass that okay um again for this week and so there's no one else for you to disagree with for being able to have a I chance know. of getting something right or wrong. So I did enjoy, <laughs> so. I, I don't know if you, you heard it, but, uh, or saw it in um, Bradley's email last week. He did say for trivia, whatever Mark says, I'm saying the opposite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a pretty safe bet. He said, <laughs> well played. Well played, uh, sir. But yeah, it, it's, you know, and, and should we, do we want to mention TV show time right up front? Oh Yes. Did I tell you I'm over a month now? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. well, excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. So t- the TV Showtime app. We've been uh, uh, partnering with them 
um, for for this season. And so I'll definitely be able to do that. I'm actually checking mine here. I'm at one month, 16 days, and four hours. I actually haven't updated it in the last two weeks or so. You know, we was it so, we talked about it two weeks ago, but like it was I enjoy it because it makes me feel like I'm being productive when I'm watching TV. Yes, it does. Like, so ooh, I think we mentioned every once in a while. It's like every time <laughs> I every time I watch a show, I'm like, hold on, I grab, I grab my iPad so I can like check off the ones that I did. Exactly. It's like, yes, I did something. Yeah, I'm at yeah, one month, get- <laughs> zero days, and seven hours. Nice. So yeah, so so uh definitely check them out. Be able to do that you can go to 24faithful.com slash tv showtime and be able to get that check that out and you can be able to feel productive while you watch tv as well and so and some really cool stats about your watching too like it shows you like mine shows like the genres of, of shows that i watch it turns yeah. out i mostly watch action it looks like 40 percent or so are action a lot of comedy a little bit of drama, a little bit of crime, and then there's some other. I'm not sure what other is, but hmm. yeah, some cool stats huh. that are completely. Hey, I, I just I just life. noticed something here. Um, according to this, looks like Joel has surpassed Bradley. It looks like Bradley right. went down I a little bit. That. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and then there's Mark way down at the bottom. Ouch! Out of yep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bradley, Bradley needs to get going. He's he's what three days behind there. Wow. So let's see. Yeah, action is number one for me. The the kicker is doesn't followed Bradley, by drama and comedy. Doesn't Bradley get paid for it though? So take that, Joel. That is true. <laughs> Bradley's like, I don't care if he beats me by four days. <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins. That's right. Anyways, very, very cool app. Very, so, very neat. It also tells you you can find out how fast you're catching up, like with shows that you haven't hmm. caught up on yet. I'm catching up oh, by an average of 13.4 episodes per week, which isn't necessarily true because I clicked a whole bunch at once. Right. Yeah, that, that's one thing that kind of throws some of those stats off is, yeah. I mean, as you're finding new shows, you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that whole 10, 10 seasons. And so... Right. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a couple of weeks that it's like you watched 27 episodes, and I'm like, I know that I did not spend 27 hours watching <laughs> that week. I know it. But yeah, you go Maybe back. And you're like, oh, I found this show. I've got to, you know, I got to check this off. I watched this show. So, anyways, yeah. yes, very, very cool, cool app. Thank you for partnering with. Yeah, us. so absolutely. And so we came into this episode, and we just had uh, a burning field yep. there, and. um and so Rebecca was taken and she finally realized that Ben Khalid was still alive. And so, of course, that was news to everyone else between Eric and CTU. Seems everybody um, or at least news as far as we know, because no, no more revealed as far as we know yet. Right. And so. So which I'm actually surprised. I, and so I, I was expecting that, was that someone would have been. And so right now it doesn't seem like there is. And so the closest would right. be. Um, director Sims, um, but I don't know if that would be considered a mole per se because he doesn't seem to be working with the terrorists. But I don't think you're a mole if you're like the one calling the shots. That's true. <laughs> that just makes you the guy pulling the wool over everybody's eyes or something, right? Anyway, can I just say like what was the guy, what was the guy's name he sent in? Was it Daniel Peng? Peng, yeah. And uh, Peng in the I, neck. No. Can I just say like. That's a recycled storyline too. 
You like think? this whole, we're going to send in somebody <laughs> to oversee CTU and, you know, take over control. Like they've done, how many times have they done that? They've done it like four times. So yeah, like, and actually, Bradley mentioned that in his notes. He says, nice to nice <laughs> that 24 like environment by recycling. Wait, recycling is plus and subplots doesn't add to the, doesn't aid the environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best I read that. So, like, That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. oh. I'm, I'm like, really? And then you know a lot. I love Sim's comment. Oh, well, you know, he's going to be a co-director. No, he wasn't. Like the minute he gets there, he's like, I'm going to need some place to work. All right. Yeah. We got an office up there. No, something central. How about your office? It's like, and you can tell like for, for all the frustrations we've had with Mullins, like he knows exactly what's going on. Oh yeah. He made like, it he the knows right he's away too. completely sidelined. Yeah. He's, he's have, like, yeah, I report to him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it wasn't even like, yeah, he's a co-director. He's just like, yeah, this is what it is. Um, but I I was impressed with Mullins in this episode. I was too. He, you know, yeah. he 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 stood up to Sims as best he could. He's going behind his back. I mean, that that like takedown where he like planned on taking him down on the couch so that nobody could see it. Like, I don't know if he planned that or if it just happened that way, but either way, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Like, I was I was a little bit I was a little bit more impressed by it than I think Bradley was. You know, his comment was just Mullins went full Jack Bauer in plain view of everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that was actually Jack Bauer wearing a Mullins mask. That's very possible because <laughs> that was impressive. It's like you know, perfect, so nobody can see it. And they even like show you the view again, so it's like, oh wow, nobody's in the office. Which if anybody <laughs> saw him walk in there two seconds before, they'd be like, hey, where did they go? Like they were just just in there. But yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I was I was more impressed though. I was Mullins has grown on me over the season. Yeah, I think he's the one character that that I'm like, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I I I don't think he's an evil speedster. No, so. nope, I don't think so either. <laughs> and sorry, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. So I I, I like that that interaction. And so um, there, there's there's one girl though that that one girl that Andy was working with. I I didn't yeah. really catch who she was. Or whatever, to where there was apparently a level of trust there, right? I'm like, hey, we're gonna work on on this underground, um, and she seemed to be okay with it. There was that trust there, right? So, so I I didn't quite get get how she fit in, but apparently she was helpful to an extent, and so yeah, yeah, I I agree. And I was just reading through with Bradley's things, going back to Sims. you know, it's tough because like we, there's no, you know, Joel and I talked about this last week about the fact that with it being a shorter season, it was, it's so difficult to do character development. Mm-hmm. You know, And Bradley mentioned that, you know, he's like Sims is, you know, playing a huge role now, but we haven't even hardly known who he was up until this point. Like, right. I mean, if you go back and listen to our, our episodes of this podcast, like we didn't even know what his title was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's how little he's been in it is the fact that every time we talk about it it's like what is he again like the director of what like he's is he the you know is the advisor to the president what is he you know right so, yeah i mean that that makes it tough but i really do think it comes down to the fact that there just isn't time to do a lot of character development which is a little frustrating because we've kind of gotten used to that you know that's what we've gotten used Ooh. to in 24 that they they flush out the story really well and in the beginning of the series, it, season, it seemed like they were going to do better at that. You know, because we had a couple of those episodes that were slower because they were building out the plot. And mm-hmm. I remember having that conversation of, oh, yeah, they could take it in a few different ways. You know, they've kind of built out the plot. Uh, but, you know, it's 
Really yeah, but then they, but then they, then they went back to skimming and right. rushing through everything. And so, yeah, that makes it really difficult. And, and I still think, I, I know, I know some people have disagreed with this. Um, as I think it would have been better if they would have brought back more of the old characters. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know they didn't cause they were trying to get this sustained on its own. But if they would have brought back some of the older characters, that would have reduced the number of people they would have had to try to get the backstory right. um, covered. And they could have introduced a couple new people um, and be able to do that. That way, I think there would have been a little bit more continuity, a little more um, they'd yeah. they be able to make the plot flow better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they can have it to where by the end of the season, we know, OK, these old people are passing off. We're moving on to the new people. Right. But at least there's there's been that opportunity to be able to establish a couple people then go into the next season then you just add a couple more uh right. just like they they did in the past of the the past seasons but well, anyway I was, kind of, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't bring back any of the people from live another day mm-hmm. like what was her name the girl kate yeah kate i mean that was a character that i think everybody really liked and if you like tied her in somehow like that would have mm-hmm. been somebody that we all could have connected with. You know, we have the backstory. It ties it in to live another day. Um, whereas now it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, I, I will, I will withhold my final judgment until after the finale, hmm. but I haven't been super impressed, which is too, yeah. too bad because every single season of 24 up until now, you've walked away with it from it saying, wow, that was good. Mm-hmm. You know, can't wait for the next one. Right. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. want, I don't want the 24, like I don't want 24 to end on, you know, I don't want it to be like a mediocre sequel kind of a thing, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, they should have stopped before this. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it's that bad, but yeah, it definitely pales in comparison to previous seasons mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure so let's talk but, about oh go ahead sorry yeah I was, I was gonna say the next thing here on uh uh just lost his name bradley's notes um he mentions talks about tony and i know you guys mentioned this mm-hmm. uh, last week too and joel he'd be rolling over in his bed or wherever he is right now right um <laughs> uh i mean it's crazy what they're doing with him uh, first of all, I mean they're just totally destroying his history. Yeah, they're just ignoring um, it. I don't know what they're what the thinking behind it is. And I I think it would have been better if they didn't even have twenty four solitary. Because I yeah. mean that because if they didn't have that, then there's there's all those years where anything could have happened, mm-hmm. um, and they could they could make it up. But because they put out twenty four solitary and. Um, in, in all the notes leading up to this, they, they put the timeline as solitary being six months before this, mm-hmm. but there there's been discussion of like something that Tony was involved in a year before. And it's like, like what in the world are they, they doing with this? And then Bradley mentions here um, about uh, the fact that Sims doesn't seem to care that Tony is technically an escape fugitive, but, but I don't know, maybe, uh, like you mentioned that he was an escape fugitive like that's the thing we don't know how he got out right that's Maybe true he was released but they didn't say that like I, I don't know i just feel like it would have been so easy for them to put in one or two or three lines between sims and almeida that described what happened like it would have been yeah. very easy or 
maybe it's a conversation between Cedra and Tony. I don't know, but yeah, something just to describe how it got to this point. You know, just the fact that he's basically a, a hitman for hire doesn't do it. You know, well, like, yeah, I think, and- I think the conversation we had was feasible. You know, that you know that Joel said of you know Sims was holding it over his head that he released him because he wanted him to do the dirty work that nobody else could do. That's a feasible story. Like we could all buy into yeah. that. Yep, that happened. Right. But with nothing, it's like just like Bradley said, it's there's I don't know. Yeah. Like it just completely seems to not mesh with solitary. And you're right. Right. I think that's where the, the problem lies is they did solitary wanting to keep that that, you know, I mean, ostensibly it seems like they did that wanting to keep the character alive so that they could bring him back if they wanted to. But you gotta stick with that. I mean, mm-hmm. Come on. So, yeah. yeah but that doesn't it, take away from Tony himself as a, as the character. I mean, the character's been great. And like you said, right. we saw a little bit more of him, but but I think yeah, you're right. The people yeah. those of us that have watched previous seasons and watched Solitary are left scratching our head and so much effort of watching the show is being put into trying to figure out how it ties in that it takes away from the plot that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I try to figure out how how this is gonna reconcile because I don't remember this being addressed, but in um, not this episode, but the one before, um, uh, was it Mullins calls Tony Tony mm-hmm. and tells him that Rebecca's been taken, and and so then Tony stops his plans to yeah. basically go to help rescue her or find where she is. Right. But then next thing we see is that he's driving apparently to wherever. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sims calls him and everything else gets put on hold. So the fact that he he rejected the whatever plans they were doing to go save Rebecca and then stopped that to go work for Sims. Obviously, there's something big there. Right. That, uh, <clears throat> that we're saying that, that isn't being explained. But apparently there's a big enough sway to where Tony basically didn't even flinch right and he did when sims called him he did ask about rebecca though and i think that's right, you know but, my, my assumption is in the in the finale that's going to be the only thing that saves eric essentially is somehow they're going to find thinking. out that the two are connected you know i'm yeah, guessing well, andy's going to get the phone cracked john's going to call tony and say my wife's in danger and you, you know, mm-hmm. you have to stop this and that's going to stop Tony because I think his loyalty really is going to lie with Rebecca, but it almost, I think so too. The impression I got was that he felt like he had done all he could for Rebecca. Probably. You Maybe. Know, because I mean, he basically said, I'm going to help him find her or find out where she is. And you know, they essentially lost her. So, um, I don't know, but yeah, that, that it is interesting how he turned so quickly and that, you know, to me that put Tony back on the, not the redemption path necessarily more of the, I'm a gun for hire and whoever pays me the most because he made that comment. Well, this won't make up for Denmark, but it'll start, you know, like it's a start. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, let's, you know, we're going to add money to our bank account and that's what matters. Um, which was kind of a, I don't know. It, it kind of dropped the character down a little bit in my mind, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I mean, Tony, they, they portrayed him so many ways to where he could be going either direction. I mean, right. he could be right. he could be a saint 
that's pretending to be a bad guy. And, and, I mean, who knows? But I mean, it's they, they've gotten crazy with his character. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But yeah, I do think that the fact that Eric is getting the girl to rescue or try to rescue Rebecca is what's going to turn Tony, even mm-hmm. though Tony made that that statement. He says, hey, I've been paid and I don't I finish my job. So it's like get right. paid. And so I think that's going to be the thing, though, is that he, there's going to be at least that hesitation enough for I think there's going to be that face to face confrontation. And then that's when the phone call will come in to where there's that confirmation of it or whatever. And so I'm curious what what Sims's end game is, too, because, I mean, Tony's directive was kill the people there and take the girl. Right. You know, like and so Sims isn't trying to kill the girl which you could ostensibly say that that would be a valid solution because that's what you told him happened. And so you're just going to keep on with that story. That's better than finding out that a high ranking government official has kidnapped a 10 year old girl and kept her for a year, but Mm -hmm. that's not what he's going to do. So then the question is, what is his solution? I mean, is it just, is he just going to move her? I mean, why, why is he keeping her? What's the point? You know, future leverage, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And Sims makes that that one comment to John where he essentially says, this was all Rebecca's idea. And then you follow mm-hmm. that up with the fact that Nasiri said, basically told John that, you know, his wife was a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, had done terrible things um, that he didn't even know about, which, you know, I think, you know, any father would put killing his 10-year-old daughter in that category. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how that, plays out mm-hmm. um and and if we do i mean we might not even i mean the way this season's been going we might not even find out why he was moving here like it may yeah. never come out who knows yeah here, here's a thought here's a thought um is that i mean it, it seems very likely that rebecca was the one that came up with the idea right to take the girl and to use her as leverage to get the siri to give up and khalid but Which what I think probably happened, yeah. right? Which which is okay. I mean, I've, I mean, I'm okay with that in right. this in this and sense. She didn't want to kill her. Yeah, right. And and they may even played the thing of telling him that they did, even though they didn't. Right. But then maybe she wanted to go ahead and release her, since they thought they got Ben Khalid to say, okay, here here's the girl. But mo- but I think that Sims didn't want that to happened so he took control of the situation mm-hmm. something something in there right and i don't know and so i i i, I, I don't have it all played out but yeah. that's kind of what goes through my head because I don't, I don't i don't see rebecca being okay with just holding her for no apparent reason right yeah i yeah it's it's interesting it was, you're right i think I, I could see rebecca kidnapping her basically saying we killed your daughter you know, trying to lure him out so that they can take him down, but never intending or wanting to kill her, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that that's a line she didn't want to cross. You know, I don't want to cross the line of killing a kid. We're just not doing that. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I think you're right. I think Sims could have basically just taken it over and said, Hey, this would be good. This could be good leverage, or we can't risk this getting out to where I'm held responsible for doing this, you know, cause I'm yeah. complicit. Um, so, right. Yeah. I do like John. The John did really well in Sims's office. I thought he, uh, mm-hmm. 
handled himself well. I like the the interaction between him and Andy, where he basically says, "Well, he's unable to help us anymore." And Andy says, "I don't like the pe- the past tense of that." Yeah, comment. <laughs> I actually wrote that down. That was hilarious. <laughs> But it's like Andy's Andy's to the point now where like nothing surprises him. It seems you know he's kind of to that <laughs> Chloe com- cl- that point Chloe gets to with Jack, where it's like when Jack says he did something, it's just like oh yep you probably did, you know. So Andy's just like oh geez, he just killed yeah. the director of national intelligence or something. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I bet Sims probably didn't think that John would follow through on right. anything. Because I mean, this is a presidential candidate. I mean, why is he? Why would he risk all this to be able to? John still hasn't uh, resigned risk his, his presidency. Uh, he still hasn't suspended. Not officially. Yeah. Whatever happened to that meeting he was supposed to have? Like maybe he got well, he got busy with terrorists. Can, yeah, maybe he got canceled since he got captured. Because <laughs> what what time are we on? We're on like eleven to twelve, right? Yeah, we're yeah, we're well, we're getting to eleven o'clock. We ended okay. at eleven. We ended eleven. So he's supposed to be meeting with the chairman of the or the the party right now mm-hmm. hey we look got you shut up good morning i know right you finally wake up or what well actually <laughs> what, I, what happened was is my iphone you know it had to reset oh re- nice and unfortunately when it reset uh, Google Hangouts was not a part of the reset. <laughs> well, I did not. So I'm sitting here thinking that the podcast has been canceled. And then and we're realized, sitting here thinking, where the heck did you go? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, so I re-downloaded it, and then I opened it up, and I'm seeing that, okay, you're in an ongoing call. So I'm like, well, that's why I didn't get a phone call this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were just discussing, Joel. We, we've addressed a few different things. Um, we, we've addressed the glaring issues with the Tony timeline. Um, I, I, I don't know if you have anything to add to that or anything, but we talked about it. Um, yeah. We talked about we talked about Sims. We talked about Mullins, how we, we've been more impressed with Mullins as of late. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about... Um, John, we were just we were just in the middle of talking about John and, and his interactions with Sims and how impressed we were with um, him clocking him upside the head. <laughs> so, yeah. So now you're up to date, pretty much. I mean, so. I, I just want to say that John's got a pretty good right hook. Yeah. I, just want to, <laughs> um, I was impressed. I was, very, I was very impressed with Sinister Donovan. Um, I will say that after 11 episodes, I am finally – a fan of Keith Mullins. Aha! There it is. <laughs> we, we had the same conversation. He's one of the only characters I think that's grown on me throughout the season. I've, I've been waiting all season for, for Mullins to grow a set and actually take <laughs> and in episode 11, we finally see exactly what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. that was a, that was that made me a fan. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I I realized too, we didn't talk about this when we were talking about him, but um, apparently Mullins has field experience because that was one of his objections when Pang was first coming in. He, he says, "Well, he doesn't have any field experience." Oh yeah. Um. So so apparently that was a thing, and Sims said, "Well, that's why you're there to be able to fill in the gaps 
Um, so apparently Mullins has some kind of field experience. I don't know if he was uh, um, like, uh, can't think of the name name of it. Field Whatever lock is supposed to be, but yeah. Yeah. Um, field up. That would yeah. make sense because yeah, then that would prove that would that would explain why Locke is so terrible at it because he's only been doing that job for like a week and a half. Maybe you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's new on the job. We can't <laughs> we can't blame him. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, interesting. Am I the only? Am I the only one that that thinks of Lynn McGill when I look at Pang? Yes, every <laughs> single time. Oh my goodness! Uh, Very well played. I did not. I we talked about the fact that this is a storyline that it seems like twenty four is recycled several times too. Where it's like, ah, uh, you can't do your job. We're gonna send somebody in to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lynn McGill totally. That just that arrogant. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, you know. And then his little comment of. You know, I can see why you sent me here. You know, just just to put it in your head, if if you want to replace Mullins, I I'll raise my hand. You know, like that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, Lynn McGill, I like it. Oh, so tell me I, about. I, I have to. I have to say, I uh, when um when Mullins had him in that in that headlock, um, getting in the pass out. I, I have to say there was a lot of striking resemblance with um with that doctor that got taken off the United flight. <laughs> so maybe Mullins had some airline experience. I have not seen the video or anything, but I heard about it. I was yeah. flying that day actually. I was flying on American though. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank goodness. I did. I like, say, well, so you got the seat. <laughs> this this is total this is total well the funny thing is they did offer vouchers for somebody for a few people to go to a later flight. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know if they were trying to find a spot for some some United guy people or what, but <laughs> I do have to say, like this is totally off topic. But I did see somebody posted a picture and it was like the Southwest logo and it said Southwest Airlines, we beat our competitors, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Anyways, Joel, I do. I want to hear your feelings on the, the apparent glaring ignoring of Tony's past. I can't believe what they're doing to Tony. (laughs) What was that hashtag again? (laughs) And write it down again. (laughs) But we were, you know, Joel, we said, like, this is what I told Josh. It would have taken two or three lines to line out kind of what you said last week as far as Sims releasing him because he needed him to do something. Whether he's holding something over his head or not, it would have been very simple for them to do that, and it would have made everything make sense. But they didn't do that. Like, they just, like, completely glazed over the fact that somehow Tony's out of jail. Sims is completely cool with it. And we don't know why, like there, there's no explanation. And, you know, I told Josh that the problem is any of us who have watched 24 longer than the last 11 episodes, we have to spend so much of our effort and our brain power trying to figure out how it all fits together that we can't enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. At least that's me, you know, like I'm spending so much time in the, during the episode thinking, how does that fit in? Like, what, what am I missing? And then I miss other things. And I'm not invested in the the plot like I want to be or should be. Well, as the um, as the resident 
Tony Connoisseur of the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I would like to say, first of all, that I'm kind of, I'm a little bit upset <clears throat> that... Just a little? Just, just a t- <laughs> that, um, that Solitary has not been properly explained. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> however... It hasn't even been improperly tell- explained. <laughs> um however i'm still holding out hope that it'll be explained in the last episode um but if you look at tony compared to what season seven is i would have been a little bit upset if he would have just came in this season and been an instant good guy and just pretend like season seven didn't happen right that would have been a little forced for me. So I think one of the things that, that I'm enjoying about Tony's art so far is the apparent struggle he's having with doing the right thing as opposed to doing what he's been doing for the last couple of years. <clears throat> I mean, you can see you can see it in his face that, yes, the money's there. Yes, he's getting paid good for what he's doing, but you kind of see in Tony's face that he wants a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that Rebecca is is going to be the link that from the dark side, so to speak, back to the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, like you like you can see like the Tony of season seven. He would have went into that house shooting and asking questions later. There would have been no, there would have been no, put your gun down and we can settle this like adults. <laughs> this is your last chance. I feel like, I feel like Tony was like me with my kids. You know, it's like, this is your last chance. Okay. Seriously. I am not going to tell you again. All right. If you don't listen to me right now, it's like, he keeps giving him chance after chance. It's like, okay, I'm going to count to three. That's right. And I want you to put the- You better put your gun down, mister. One, two. Two and a half. First. That's right. <laughs> so, so I, I think from that respect, I think that he's, and this is another question I want to, I want to pose to you guys. You know, the bad guy that he shot that was laying on the ground. That was awesome. That was, that, that was awesome. Do you think do you think he shot him because he's been paid to not leave any witnesses, or do you think he shot him because he deserved it because of what he was doing? I think it could be the second one, but I think the first one was a convenient way to just encourage it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, 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 for, I totally, I would have missed talking about that, but I loved how kind and caring he was up until the point he shot him in the head. <laughs> how many are there? I think there was just one. Okay. Where did they go? Uh, yeah, I think there's just one. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> then he gets up and shoots him. <laughs> well, at least he was nice about it. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, made it quick. Right. Um, but I, but I think, I think that obviously they're not going to face off, but I think that it's going to come down to the last minute 
and then Tony's going to back out. Right. And that's, uh-huh. we talked about that before you came on that, that Rebecca, we believe is going to be the catalyst. Like her, his loyalty is going to lie with Rebecca that somehow he's going to be on the verge putting a bullet in Eric's head and he's going to find out that Rebecca is her life is on the line and that's going to change it. Okay. But here, but here, here's my thing is, is how is that going to come up? Because as far as we know, Eric and Tony have never seen each other before. Right. So Tony does. So neither one of them know that Rebecca is their, their, their common ground. Right. Unless Andy so, cracks the phone. Well, that's where. Uh, well, that that's where John comes in. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because because John knows Tony. He's seen Tony. So I think that right before Tony gets ready to move in on that house, John's gonna crack that phone, mm-hmm. and he's gonna call Tony, let him know that, you know, Eric's trying to get the girl for Rebecca. Right. And I think. That's when Tony's gonna back out, which I'm 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 envisioning something happen like happened in season four. Um, the team moves in on Carter, and that's when Tony gets that phone call, and then right before the team gets ready to to move in on Carter, Tony's gonna come behind and just kill them all. That's what I envision happening, but then again, I'm you know the president of the Bring Back Tony fan club. <laughs> I'm a little biased, <laughs> but that's what I envision happening. And I envision something happening like Sim saying that, you know, don't don't do this, Tony, or um, think about all I've done for you, or something like that. You know, at least at least a hint of why Tony's out of prison. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we want. It's like just describe it. I mean, they before the season they talked about how you know like solitary set uh you know solitary is the setup for it and it's like so just describe describe it we don't really care what the reason is just give us the reason so we can move on and pay attention to the rest of it at least that's the way i feel Mm -hmm. i i think i think what they did was is they rewrote parts of tony's history so they wouldn't have to explain it to new viewers that's what i think happened but then they alienated those of us here Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just it makes me upset how Tony said that him and Rebecca were in Yemen about a year ago, but the, there it is the, again. Six months after solitary. So what was he on a right. special release program or what? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a field trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're done here. Now go back to prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So I, you know, I, yeah, we'll see. I think the one thing interesting uh, now, Joel, you'll appreciate this. Josh did not watch the preview for next week, but I did. Um, so I, I'm interested. The one line, the couple of lines with, with well done. The one line from Henry Donovan, or the couple of lines where he basically says, "I'm going to make this right." So like he's having some second thoughts, um, and so I'll be interested to see how that ties in. But I didn't see anything in the preview for next week that I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. I don't know. Yeah, but um, first of all, first of all, Josh, you missed you missed the podcast last week. 
and you don't look at the preview for this week. <laughs> hey, 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 in my defense, I went to try to look it up, but apparently I didn't get the right one. And so all I saw was like basically just kind of a recap. So it was kind of annoying. And I didn't have time to be able to try to find the real one. I always look at the 24 Legacy official YouTube page. That's what I do. I, I should have done that. Normally that's what comes up, but apparently I must have got something else. Well, in your in your defense, Josh, I'm I'm glad you're even here this week since Bradley's not here. Right, yeah. But <laughs> but I think I think I saw the preview and um I I was disappointed, but at the same time I think that I'm interested to see what they do with the time jump. Because you know you know in the finale there's going to mm-hmm. be a twelve hour time jump. Now, in Live Another Day, we can understand the time jump because it takes about 12 hours to get from London to the U.S. Over. But what are they going to do with the time jump and legacy? Once the threat is neutralized, what is the time jump going to be used for? Mm-hmm. That's one of my questions. Because obviously, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to make this statement right here. On the on podcast episode eleven, that if Tony Almeida as a villain, I will not be on the podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) You will you will pass up an opportunity to complain about it. Yes, because (laughs) and the reason reason for that is is because when next Wednesday is only two days after the finale. You'll still be okay. in mourning. And and I know that this podcast with the TV Showtime app and everything like that is a very family-friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Josh, I prepare, your, some, prepare your beat button. <clears throat> <laughs> and I will have some not-so-family-friendly thoughts in my head about the Tony Almeida situation. So I, so I for my sanity... And to not get you guys pulled off the air, I think it's probably best <laughs> that I not be on the podcast. You're you're so, a giver. Very thoughtful. So if Tony Almeida dies a villain, I've already I've already come to grips to the fact that there's a 50-50 chance he's gonna die. But if he dies as a villain, like you know, if Eric Carter puts a bullet in his head or something, then it's probably best I not be on the podcast next week. <laughs> either, either that or you have a running filter. I think I would be upset if Eric Carter puts a bullet in Tony's head. I would be upset. I would be upset. That's funny though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... So here's a question for you, Joel. Here's, here's your, your weekly Tony question. This is, this is becoming a thing. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So let's say Jack Bauer does not enter into the last episode of the season. What is your preferred uh-huh. way for Tony to die if he must die? Uh, if he does die, my preferred way for him to for him to go is probably saving Rebecca's life. Probably being the one. That um, because we've seen we've seen Carter. Carter's already saved Rebecca's life once. 
So we've already seen Carter in action. So my 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 thing is is that Rebecca's about to be executed. Um, Carter and Tony probably split up trying to find her. Carter doesn't find her in time, but Tony does. So Tony kills you know most of the terrorists that are around, and right before he saves Rebecca, he gets killed. And then as Tony as Tony's lying there, that's when Carter finds him and kills Naziri or Ben Khalid or whichever one's left. That's my preferred way for Tony to die because he dies doing the right thing. He dies, you know, saving Rebecca's life. Um, and he kind of gets that, that redemption that we're all waiting for him to get. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what do you... It was still stuck that he that, but... What do you put the odds of Nasiri and Khalid getting out of this season alive at? Uh, zero. I would agree with that. Unless, unless, unless they want to leave it open for uh, legacy season two. Unless, unless for some reason Nasiri <clears throat> finds out his daughter's alive and he turns in Ben Khalid in exchange for his daughter, as well as Rebecca, that might be the only way he makes it out alive. Is if he like turns on Ben Khalid, which I think could happen. I, I think he's an opportunist. I really think he is. I don't. I don't think he's a true believer like Ben Khalid is. I think he's a complete opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. This this is really personal for Naziri. Um, it's got more to do with his daughter than it does his ideology. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> yes. So what haven't we addressed yet here? Oh, we uh, did we did we discuss with the usual? I can't remember, but we were talking about how we. I think I mentioned it briefly, but I think my favorite line of the whole thing was Andy's comment when John says that he's unable to help right now. Sims, and Andy basically says, "I don't like how that was past tense." Like I think that was the best <laughs> line in the entire. St- entire episode like yes <laughs> that was great <clears throat> i did also like I think eric says, go ahead no i was gonna say i think um i want to say something about pain he said pain wasn't being cooperative and then uh and he said i don't like how that was past tense right yeah that was good so i think um only other thing we haven't really talked about was when Eric was in Sims's office with John. I, I like the fact that he, you know, went to kneecap him. That was cool. Mm-hmm. He was pretty, pretty, pretty intent on getting the information. I was like, "Hey, that's a Jack Bauer move." Except I think later, later in the seasons of Twenty Four, Jack wouldn't have even like paused. He would have just shot him in the leg right then. Like it would been asked. Been, yeah, it wouldn't have been a conversation. It would just be like, boom. Okay, now where's the key? You know. That, that that's how that's how Jack would have started off the conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't have ended okay, that way. Now that you know. What, now that you know what I'll do, tell me what I need to know. Right. <laughs> but no, I think Eric's turned into a really good. Uh, I, I I've liked Eric through this season. I think Eric's done well. I think overall he's he's a little bit more passive than Jack Bauer. Yeah. 
he seems a little bit more standoffish, shows a little bit more emotion. I think, at least at this point. I was going to say, give him seven seasons. <laughs> He'll get there. Well, Jet, Jet, <clears throat> Jet showed a little bit more emotion in two. It wasn't. It wasn't until after his wife died that he started to become rather emotionless. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it took a little while for Jack to become the you know the cold-hearted, um, cold-hearted Jack Barry we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we all love because I, I one of my biggest pet peeves is Eric's willingness to involve CTU and everything. <laughs> like he keeps going rogue. He goes rogue to you, and then once he achieves his objective, he's like, "Okay, here's here's the, here's the address of where you can send your tag team." Like, <laughs> like Jack would have just took care of it and then told CTU about it later. Right. That's one of my only pet peeves about you know the comparisons between Eric and Jack. Mm-hmm. He has some work to do. Mm-hmm. He'll get there. Do you think? think do you think? Do you? Th- they end. Do you think they end season one with a cliffhanger for season two? Assuming there is one, I think they will just to leave the possibility open. Yeah, I think I think they would be dumb not to. Yeah, they would be dumb not to. I mean, they might come back and say if, they decide not to renew it, but I I think they'll give it the option. If, if they end season one. If they tie it up in a bow and they end season one with no cliffhanger or anything like that for season two, then that pretty much tells you what they mm-hmm. think of their chance of getting renewed are. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Never yes. ends. And- yeah, they got to leave something. Everything. They got to leave something unanswered or they got to do some kind of quick introduction of a possible new threat or whatever or something or maybe like like eric officially deciding to join ctu or something like that and becoming taking Locke's place because apparently he disappeared yeah he died off screen somewhere i don't know yeah we <laughs> had to just so joel there. didn't get the benefit of saying i told you so <laughs> i mean that just didn't want to give you the satisfaction count? If, if he dies off screen, does this count as competition? <laughs> if, the character, if the character dies in the storyline, is that counted as dying? <laughs> we have had too, like, and this is something we haven't talked about yet. We have had several characters that have just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Like Locke yeah, disappeared. Uh, Nicole and Isaac have disappeared. Luis, mm-hmm. like I expected Luis to be, to play some part in episode 11. Yeah. And that was nothing. I too. Well, Henry was absent from episode 11 as well. Um, So I think with with Henry coming back in the finale, I think Luis will come back in the finale. Um, I hope so. They can't just leave that open. Yeah. Unless that's the cliffhanger. Well, that's a pretty crappy cliffhanger. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you just said it would be. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Luis has all this information of something, and then you see him just kind of writing off and contacting somebody else or whatever. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I can't say I didn't say it'd be well, but season one ends, and then right before right before the episode ends, you see a limo pull up, 
and Luis gets inside the limo with his passport and stuff like that, and it speeds off into the sunset. <laughs> it well, season one's over, but gosh darn it, at least we got Luis out there to look for in season two. That's right. If they renew, <laughs> if they renew us, <clears throat> Luis but yeah, I mean, it was. It, it was mm-hmm. I don't know. I. It's the same thing you and I talked about last week, Joel. There's just like a lot of mediocre story line and character development. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling Josh that I have gone from being whelmed to underwhelmed with this episode. And I'm going to withhold final judgment until the season finale. But it just does not seem to have the same excitement of previous 24s. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's like yeah. I said last week. I've it's become like the negative one. Week. This is weird. No, Bradley's not here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you say last week? Like I said last week, this this particular series, 24, is not the kind of series that you can just dumb down to 12 episodes that covers 24 mm-hmm. hours in a day. Right. The kind of show 24 to build that character development and to be able to properly develop all the characters to where you know their backstory, you know their their motives and everything like that is a type of series that needs at least 16 to 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like if we would have had a, a, a regular 24 episode season, you can bet Tony's backstory would have been explained to the fullest. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> But at that, it's only 12 episodes. Tony didn't come in until episode 7. So mm-hmm. he only had five episodes to explain his backstory and fit everything else in as well. Um, I just don't think it was possible to be able to develop all of those characters. Yeah, Like, mm-hmm. Eric's been developed. Um, you know about Nicole and Isaac. You know about their backstories. Right. Which, by the, which, by the way, like I said last week, that family is so screwed up that it's just... trying to steal Nicole back from Eric. So, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Andy has, has, has moved his way into being the next Chloe, um, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe with Phoenix experience. <laughs> Locke has been developed horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know Rebecca and Mullins. Mullins has grown on me as the season went on. Yeah. Other than that, all of those side characters like Locke and Mariana. Um, I think I, I think Mariana should have been given a bigger role because she has that tie to the previous version of, C- mm-hmm. of 24, being Edgar's cousin. I was kind of hoping she'd have a little bit bigger role that she had um because edgar was one of the main go-to guys <clears throat> yeah um, when he was there. he was he was he was like right there you know he was chloe's go-to guy mm-hmm. and all and andy did was jaw back and forth until like the last three or four <laughs> so I, I just think it would have benefited from having at least 16 to 24 episodes to better explain these characters yeah they- or maybe that's how they leave episode twelve with, with uh, leading into. By the way, we got renewed for completing doing a full twenty four. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. 
I don't know. I would I would love would love that, but I I remember right before Live Another Day came out, Howard Gordon explaining how much of a nightmare it was to, to write twenty four episodes in a season, and how they're they're relieved that there's only twelve episodes in that season because they mm. they never want to experience the nightmare of writing twenty four episodes in a season. Well, you know what, Howard, it's not about you; it's about the audience. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> A lot of the writers are, are writers on other shows as well. Right. So I don't think they'd be able to get enough to write 24 episodes in a season as much as I would like them to. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. What? Anyway, so. Speak to us, Mark. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't hear what you said, so. I didn't either. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. And so definitely some things we to look forward to. Maybe the most exciting being the confrontation between Tony and Eric. Oh, I thought you were going to say the most exciting and, would be the fact that Joel might not be here next week. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to hold my breath. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hope you're here, Joel. Joel, Joel won't miss it. If Tony, if Tony, if Tony dies a villain, I just won't be on the podcast next week, and I'll just, I'll just record my own video message, and I'll email it to you guys. You guys can properly, properly beep and edit it, insert it. Oh, I was gonna say because Joel's not gonna miss his opportunity to be able to say one last thing. Yeah. But hashtag, anyway, we will hashtag ICBWTDTT. You got it. There you go, Joel. <laughs> I can't believe what they did to Tony. <laughs> Tony, that's gonna be my lead-in. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that wraps it up for this week. We will uh, see you all next week. Yes. And uh, looking forward to seeing how this is going to come Finale. to a close. Yeah. Yes. All right. I am excited. I am waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Just to see if I'm on the podcast next week. I know. That too. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.